Welcome to Locked In With, a new podcast from thebusinessdesk.com. Each week, I'll invite myself to join a business leader from the region in their lockdown, virtually of course. We'll share stories of how it's all going, have a bit of a laugh along the way hopefully, and do this all over a virtual beverage whether that's a brew, a beer, or anything else you fancy. We hope you enjoy the first episode, which is with Oscar Brooks, director of Moda, a build-to-rent developer who's doing great things across the country, including in Leeds. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Oscar, we're currently in lockdown. Who are you locked in with and where are you locked in? I'm currently locked in at home, as I'm sure most people are. And at the moment, it's just me and my wife, Chloe. So, yeah, so far, so good. No major rooks. Uh, other than the odd territorial battle about who gets which workstation on the morning, it's other than that, it seems to be quite good. <laughs> I think that's it. It's, gonna be, it's all the new battles that, that couples and, and, and housemates are facing. So how's lockdown and working from home been so far? Other than those battles, have you know, any, any teething trouble? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I think probably like a lot of people and and like a lot of companies, as as we were saying, initially people are quite daunted about having to move fully online. But once people have tried it once or twice, everyone starts to get comfortable. I actually think that technology has sort of brought our team a bit closer together. I mean, at the moment, it's just life feels like one big call. It's you're literally jumping from one call to the next, and you know the follow up list is growing. And it just feels really busy. And I think ultimately we're really fortunate in that we're in a sector that allows us to do that because, you know, I definitely feel for a lot of people who aren't able to do that and it makes life a lot harder for them. So I think on the whole, we're coping well, you know, things are busy and we're all speaking probably a lot more than we normally would actually. How about you? <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I think we've had a similar thing and there's been some changes for us from an event perspective, but we've definitely, definitely far more... Well, I think Zoom has now just become the new, the biggest thing ever. I'm desperately upset I didn't have any shares in them prior to this. Oh, God. I mean, they have cleaned up, haven't they? <laughs> so it's not yeah. like 500% or something. Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. You look at it and you go, wow, that, that's it. If they could have planned for a pandemic. I mean, ironically, it was one of those platforms that, you know, 90% of the people in the office were scared of using. Yeah, because you don't want to have your face on the screen. But now it's it's become you know the way, hasn't it? It's uh, well, absolute yeah. status quo at the moment. That's it. I think everyone's get everyone's got so used to it. I guess that one of the challenges that it seems that businesses are facing, but I guess people living at home and, and working at home is is how do you champion that health and well being perspective? And obviously, mode that's integral to its brand. How have you thought yeah. about that? Uh, oh, where to start with? I mean, yeah, definitely for for us, health and well being is completely a, bra- a foundation of the brand. Yeah, we, we were certainly one of the early movers in the space and, and we've really championed it, not just for self-gain, but just because it's such an important thing of modern times. I think, you know, the technology piece shows that, you know, because I think a lot of people, you know, when they when you say health and well-being, a lot of people automatically assume going to the gym. Well, actually, it's a lot more than that. You start to think about, you know, physical is one thing, but actually your mental health is really important as well. And we're all now in isolation where people are probably going through some of the hardest internal battles that they've ever had in terms of mental health so for us you know it's probably a fourfold strategy the first one as the Moda team you know our team we've got you know we're now fortunate enough to have a sort of a uk-wide footprint with teams in the north and teams in the south and as we were saying from a day-to-day capacity point we're on regular teams calls it's actually improving the information flow between the different teams which has been really useful and something we'll definitely carry on but then also in a, in a social capacity, we're making sure that we're having, you know, the age-old tradition of a, of a pub quiz every Thursday night. And what that's doing is it's giving 
the wider team an opportunity to come together, let off a bit of steam, and still have a few beers and a good old laugh. So that's been really good for us, I think, and um, it's helping drive some camaraderie. Then I guess the other part of the business is, is an operational part. You know, we do have communities with people living in them that have gone into lockdown in you know in large scale city centre buildings where they where they can't be nipping out into the city centre. So how do you keep those guys as happy, as engaged as you can? And and fortunately we've spent a lot of time and resource investing into our digital backbone in the building. So you know the residents app, you know, internet connections, all that type of stuff. And the fantastic guys both at headquarters and the on-site teams who are still out there on the front line managing the buildings, going to work on a daily basis, doing a, a service-led job because they've got to. Some of the initiatives we've been deployed, so Angel Gardens in Manchester, for example, on a week, you know, managed out through the app, keeping the community linked in. We've got we've had baking classes, we've had pasta making classes, we've had group workouts, we've had you know Easter egg drop-offs. We, we had a we had a Northern Monk Brewery in Manchester. They they did a beer drop to all the apartments and did an online beer tasting for everyone. And, and when you've got 40, 50, 60 different flats with multiple people in, all tuning in on a Friday night to do pizza and beer tasting. That's keeping people engaged and hopefully that will be helping alleviate some of the pressure of being in isolation off people's minds. So I think it's just about trying to fill your diary and keeping active both physically and mentally. I think on the health side, and then just from a physical perspective, I mean, fortuitously we've had really good weather, which is a bit of an anomaly in the UK. So, you know, what I personally have been doing is getting up in the morning, it's going out on the bike, it's going for a walk, it's going for a run, you know, the 5K challenge that's been going around, I think. When I first got that a week or two ago, my heart sank. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I've run a 5K in probably about three years, but actually that's inadvertently set me a, a, a benchmark to try and improve upon. And so doing that a few times a week and trying to stay away from the beer fridge as much as possible. But, you know, I think for, for us as a brand, health and wellbeing is not just going to the gym. It's not just one thing. It's a real holistic approach to, to management, both of our own team and of our sort of communities as well. And, and so far, we've had really good engagement. You know, we can only hope that it is helping people uh, because they are strange times, aren't they? Yeah, I think that's it. No one quite knows how to deal with it, whether you're locked in in, a, in Angel Gardens in Manchester or, or in, a, in a house in, in deepest, darkest Doncaster, as I am. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> there's completely different challenges. But so we've touched on the fact that everyone's turned online to sort of hosting meetings and team chats. Have you got any unusual meeting stories? Yeah. Uh, unusual meeting stories. Well, I've not had anyone stand up and walk away from the computer with no pants on there. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've been on one or two where people have not realised that they're not muted and come across and come out with a few blunders, uh, but but nothing too bad just yet. To, Other to be than my in, inability to screen share. <laughs> to be fair, that question actually came about because I was there uh, talking to to Johnny Caddick last week, and he he said in in a passing comment, "Oh." Uh, I was on a conference call and I stopped and chatted to the neighbour over the over the hedge and I realised that I was in the middle of a conference call <laughs> while talking to my neighbour and it just it, it made me smile. So um, yeah, yeah the, the, the mute buttons become a really powerful thing, doesn't it? Yes, and I think you know the sooner that everyone remembers that is a tool there to be used, the better. Yeah. You know, we don't want any more Welsh assembly suggestions. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we've we've talked about the challenges, but what's the best thing about staying in and being in lockdown? Uh, I know if you look to you look to your wife then. <laughs> no, she's not I'm looking. I'm, there's a longing look out the window there, <laughs> remembering what life was like. Uh, no, I think politically, but also I genuinely have 
enjoyed spending more time with my wife. Uh, I think, you know, we've had a really good laugh, actually. And, you know, as we touched on, I think it's the ability to sort of, once you've got past the battles in the morning of getting your workstation set up, we've actually been communicating pretty well. I think another thing I've really enjoyed is actually not commuting. So whether it's getting the train to London or whether it's just driving to Leeds or, or you know, driving into town in the morning, it's, you know, you can get up, you know, grab your shower, a bit more of a leisurely pace, grab a cup of tea, set your workstation up and you're ready to go. And then I think the last thing that I've really enjoyed, which is sort of something that I want to try and keep on doing, is factoring in a bit of time to cook proper meals. So, you know, when you're out and about and you're grabbing a sandwich or something from a shop, it's being able to make a proper breakfast, proper dinner, proper lunch. I think, you know, that's, that's been a really nice thing. And I dare say that, you know, I started experimenting with my uh, back catalogue as well. For better or for worse, I'm not sure. But, you know, I've actually quite enjoyed that. I think that's it, isn't it? People have sort of rediscovered the time to do things that, you know, normally they'd be sat in traffic or on a train or, or whatever it is. Yeah, I have enjoyed some more home-cooked meals Yeah, at the, at the minute. But, so, you're going to keep... I think, I, think, I think trying to... The other one that's been quite hard is trying to enhance and grow the wine collection. But then, come Friday, it just gets depleted again. So, you straight back to the shops. Uh, yeah, uh, I I'm, might be single-handedly keeping the beer industry. <laughs> yeah. Mail order, beer subscriptions at the minute. From not just Yorkshire either, which uh, <laughs> might, might be might be criminal, but yeah. So, what have you missed the most though? Uh, I think I'm, I would say I'm a pretty sociable person. So, it's fr- friends and family really. Yeah. You know, whilst you can get a lot of laughs and a lot of, a lot of fun and good catch-ups out of FaceTime and Zoom and things like that, yeah, nothing beats the real thing. And I, th- and I think I'm looking forward to having a proper catch-up with everyone. For sure. What about you? What are your? Do you know what? I think it's it is. It's, I think it's a proper catch-up, or just being able to have the freedom to go and say, "Look, we're going to go for a going to go for a pint, or we're going to go for a brew," and just yeah. I've, I never thought I'd I'd long for those days, but I, yeah. I think I think I am, and I think I, if it's anything to go by, I'm, I'm definitely getting more invites from people. So which I they <laughs> didn't like me when the times were good, yeah. but now times are bad and popular. Got um, withdrawal symptoms. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's it. I think from the once once lockdown's lifted, there's going to be a busy period for uh, every bar and restaurant in there. It, I've got a sense it's going to be a bit like a sort of World Cup atmosphere. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Well, that, that's it. Now, actually, to be fair, probably I'm missing sport the most. This might be the real answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because suddenly I've got more. I feel I've got more time to watch it, and there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, it's almost worked in reverse, hasn't it? The time that you're actually sat at home and able yeah. to watch loads of sport uninterrupted it's unavailable yeah it's, it's killing that's killing me that is killing me but yeah I'm, I'm longing for longing for some cricket and some football to come back yeah um, have you realized that anything that you previously thought was essential isn't mm. i think you know again probably back to transport spending time and that's a bit of an amalgamation of of what's been demonstrated in terms of the technology front but you know the time spent well number one using the car and i don't need to use the car I mean, it's definitely shown I'm a complete lazy so-and-so. <laughs> um, but, you know, also spending out, sometimes, you know, four, five, six hours on a day going to meetings on the train, when actually you can have that same punchy one-hour meeting via Zoom. So I'm going to take a lot more considered approach to diary management, I think, and, and you know, transport, cars, trains, try and cut that right back, I think, when we go back. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's been an interesting one, hasn't it? Because it has been so, you know, the roads have been quiet, but joking aside, sort of, the lack of planes in the sky 
suddenly everything, I swear the sky has never quite seemed so blue, but that might just be my longing to be outside. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think you see some stuff on the news, but the environmental impact's been amazing. Yeah. And there's some sort of way of reducing people's footprint going forward to continue the environmental improvement without hampering people's jobs and mm. economy and things like that, then that would be great. I think, that, I think that could be one of the interesting avenues that comes out of it, that people look at ways they, they can work remotely a bit more or, or yeah, just reduce their, their carbon footprint. Equally, I think a lot of businesses have probably now had to invest in remote working. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Probably going to stay. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I mean, I think for, for us, whilst it's an unfortunate period for, for, for everyone globally, it does make you reassess stuff. And I think one of the things we've been assessing as a company is that the whole you know switch to working from home is something that, that we want to really start driving. So I mean, ultimately, in our communities, we go out our way to try and give the best service which includes you know, the highest internet connections in the cities and create really great, relaxing sort of communal lounges and workspace lounges. And, and actually, if you are being asked by your company to spend a day or two a week to start working from home, then we feel that combined with the rest of the service and the health and well-being, we should be pretty well positioned to cater for all of that. Yeah. So it's quite, quite an interesting time. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think... That is the bit that will come out of it that people might want to work from home more, but will also need to set themselves up to work from home. But they've also had to do it, so that journey started. Yeah, and it might be that some of the major occupiers out there, if they are asking workforce to work from home, that actually in, in their saving on office space and overheads, they actually give those employees a, you know, a, a grant towards setting up a home office or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and that, that's going to be, that is going to be an interesting way for it to go. So next one, and this is always a tricky one, but have you made any progress on your bucket list while you've been in lockdown? That is a tricky one. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few different workshops. One of them was writing a book. Right, okay. Which I started, I embarked on years ago, and yeah. then stopped it for a while. And then re- revisited it last week and realised that it was complete crap. <laughs> so so started the, yeah, started the early stages of sort of uh, replanning that. And it would be good to try and spend a bit of time sort of moving that up the agenda and getting it a bit advanced. So fiction, non-fiction? Uh, it's fact-based military fiction. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's not too dissimilar to sort of, you know, your sharp type novel. Yeah. Okay, I'm, but I'm not 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 putting myself out there as Bernard Corbyn. Are you, are you sure? Are you, am I, is this going to go down as the moment that uh, Oscar Wilde says <laughs> he is the next no. Bernard Cornwall? Um, <laughs> yeah, with uh, yeah, with Sean Bean playing your leading character. But okay, so that that's a that's a fairly big. How about you? How about you? T- talk to me about yours. Ah, uh, do you know what? I don't think I have. I think I'm I'm just trying to survive. Uh, <laughs> um, no, my top, top of the bucket list. Survival. Yeah, survival is is, is key in my bucket list. I, I'd love to say I'm going to write a book, but I spend too much time tapping away at a keyboard as it is. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, to be fair, I did just say I'd looked at it. I didn't say I'd written one. <laughs> but no, it, I think the the bit for me has been that bit of taking the time to rediscover things that you you know you're interested in. So I do a bit more. I've done a bit more video editing and things, and done some nice stuff with family photos. I'm like, actually, I've never had the time to do that. Do, do you know what? In the first week of, the, of this lockdown, I sort of thought to myself, "Oh, this will be brilliant. I'm going to have so much time on my hands." But because of this, because everyone is still ultimately connected via Zoom and house party and WhatsApp and calls, I mean, I'm definitely doing more calls every day than I thought I would. And, 
And one of the things that, that's, that I think probably everyone is experiencing and that is really hard to do is knowing when is the right time to call, call it a day and stop working and move away from the iPad. Yeah. Or the laptop, whatever it may be. And that's a really tricky thing for a lot of people. You, know, it's, you don't want it to blur into one, almost. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that everyone's sort of been experiencing for a few years, haven't they, with that shift to, you know, having every, always having your emails on and your phone. And, but the discipline of going in the office and leaving kept it as a barrier. But now you're all right. I, uh, uh, yeah. I think before it was like, you sort of, you work in the office and you, you glue to your phone and your computer and all the rest of it, or your meetings. And then you get home from the office. And, and for us guys, I guess business is pretty 24-7 anyway. But you get home, you might be checking your emails on your phone and stuff. But now, because you've got a full workstation set up with your computer and everything out, there's drawings out, there's, you know, it's just really hard. It's completely blowing the lines. <laughs> so it's a, it's a tricky one. Yeah, it is. It's, it's one where I think that bit of what you said earlier about getting some exercise and just trying to keep your mental health strong as well. It's crucial in those situations because that's when you can see, actually, you're going to overdo it and you're going to have a, a detrimental impact. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, you know, one of the things that we, we, we did a, uh, a sleep well-being workshop with our partner here, actually, and they were sort of talking to us about different influences throughout the day that affects your sort of circadian rhythm. Um, and, you know, one of them is the, the light that your eyes absorb off, off mm-hmm. you know, iPads, phones, laptops, and... And, and the other one was exposure to natural light and air. So one of the things that we've done is you know, we make sure that every day we're going out on sort of a minimum 5K walk, uh, which, you know, again, living in Harrogate, we're fortunate enough to have a big sort of grassland called the Stray. So we've been doing that every day, but that has genuinely had a really positive impact other than you know, previously working and just going from the office straight home trying to go to bed and having a bit of a broken sleep. Uh, so there's a lot there's a lot of things that are, you know, the definite pros to all this as well as being cons of it. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, it's just, it's going to change the way everyone lives their lives. But then an important one, the day that lockdown ends, what is the first thing you're going to do? I mean, <laughs> probably the same answer as a lot of people, but on the basis that from what we're hearing at the moment, the pub won't be open on the first day of yeah. restrictions being lifted. I think it's got to be a, you know, a barbecue with, with friends and family. Yeah. As many cold beers as you can get your hands on, get some burgers going and just, just have a really good day out with them. I, th- I think that's it. I think it, it'll be... So, sod's law, sod's law, though, as soon as this ends, it will be torrential downpours for the rest of summer. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to need a marquee. <laughs> yes. You're going to need a marquee. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got to be. Cause it's like being a student and it was always sunny during your exam period and then the moment you, you're free to enjoy it, it starts raining. But, yeah. Okay, so I guess the final one for me is what's your top tip for surviving lockdown? Uh, oh, that's a good one. Um, from a business or a personal level, it can, or both, it can be both. I think from a business perspective, with the sort of sensible hat on, for us, we, we like to sort of share and we like to gather and share as much information as possible. So that's making sure that we're speaking to everyone in our networks, whether it's sort of debt providers, funders, uh, agencies, everyone we know, getting to touch with as much as possible to give you a really informed view. Because I think, you know, you can fall foul of, just sort of sticking to the headlines that you read every day, for better or for worse. So for us, it's about gathering information. Then it's what do you do with that information? And it's how we internally craft our, you know, how do we start to craft our marketing messages? How do we start to tweak our operational strategies? You know, how do we start to analyze developments that we might be planning? Is there any design changes on the basis of stuff like that? Do we want to market the fact that actually the buildings have got a gigabyte internet and that that's going to become really important for everyone? And so, you know, it's just keeping your finger on the pulse and making sure everyone on the team is as informed as possible and, you know, being fleet of foot and flexible. 
And that trickles right from the people who are on site delivering that great residence service still, right back to you know the guys who are still designing floor plates on schemes that are on the drawing board. So, so that's that's sort of how we're doing it from a professional standpoint. And I guess personally, it's daily structure. It's not you know keep trying to stop yourself from blurring the lines. It's making sure that you're getting out every day, making sure that you're cooking proper meals, and and interacting with people. You have a lot of calls and Zoom calls and Teams calls with work colleagues, but. It's keeping in touch with your friends. I think one of the things that my pals, we decided to do this week was we've set up a collaborative Spotify playlist. So everyone in our, in our mate's WhatsApp group is allowed to add uh, one song every other day. And there's about 20 of us in the group. And so we're hopefully creating this work of art of a playlist uh, that, we, that we can all look back on. And it's actually really fun because it, it makes you feel like you're all sort of together doing the same thing, the same activity all the way through the week. So that's been quite a good one. It's a collaborative Spotify playlist amongst your WhatsApp group. So go on, what's, what's your track of choice for, for lockdown? At the moment, probably loaded Primal Scream and Andy Weatherall. Okay. okay. That's been going down. That and some Marabou State stuff, tournaments. Perfect. Right, thank you very much, sir. And right, I'll speak to you soon, mate. Yeah, take care and have a good weekend, buddy. You too, mate. Cheers. That was Locked In With, a feature from thebusinessdesk.com. For all your business news, features and events, make sure to visit thebusinessdesk.com.